0: Hey everybody, welcome to the video. Chris Pinnell here to talk some NASCAR DFS and betting today on Sound's channel. We have the Dixie Vodka 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway. It was kind of the first real race of the NASCAR season. I know we're already in race number three, but the first race was the Daytona 500. And then we had the Daytona Road Course. And as fun as those races are to watch, they can get a bit chaotic and hard to predict. So now we're at a more of a boring track. It should be easier to predict. And we have a lot more data points to look at that can help us build better DFS lineups or maybe some better betting choices this weekend. But before we get too into the video, make sure you guys leave a like if you find this video helpful in any way possible. The more you guys interact with the content, leaving likes, leaving comments, and all that fun stuff, it's going to help the video get pushed out to more eyeballs in the YouTube world, which is obviously going to help us out, so we really do appreciate that. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. There's a lot of good content that comes on the channel each and every single day or each and every single week, depending on the sport. I know we just come on here for NASCAR, but Sal covers NBA each and every single day and other sports as well then there's MMA contents a lot of good stuff on here so I don't think you'll regret hitting that subscribe button you might as well turn that notification bell as well so you don't miss out when any new content is posted on this channel and lastly we can't forget about the sponsor of the show SuperDraft. it's a newer site but we love the things they're doing over there and it's a very fun site to play on as their multipliers create a different strategy when creating lineups compared to other DFS sites. Also, take advantage of the overlay that happens on the site often as the more overlay there is, the better likelihood you'll have of winning money that night. So if you want to check it out, sign up using the link down below and use code SAU to get hooked up for a free money bonus up to $500. It's free money, so why not? So check it out, use code Sal and sign up down below and tell them we sent you. And with that being said, I think that's it for the plug. So without further ado, let's get right into today's video. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of this video, I do want to go over a bit of a show plan here so you know what to expect throughout the video. So first off, we're going to talk a little bit about strategy because like I said in previous videos, each track plays different. We can't have the same exact strategy each and every single week or we're not going to do well each and every single week. So I'll go over the strategy quick before we get into the actual picks. Then we're going to talk some DFS. then at the very end we'll get into some betting picks I like heading into the weekend so we might as well talk about some strategy right now so Homestead Miami Speedway it's a 1.5 mile track and there's a lot of 1.5 mile tracks in this series that's why I said it's more of a boring track but I actually think Homestead's one of the better 1.5 mile tracks we have high tire which does add a bit of a you know, a bit of an extra thing going on this weekend. And also, it's a pretty steep track as well. So the most comparable tracks to Homestead are Atlanta, Auto Club, and Darlington. Those are your high tire wear intermediate tracks in the series. And if you want to add the other 1.5 mile tracks, we have Texas, Las Vegas, Kentucky, Kansas, Charlotte. I'm probably forgetting a couple off the top of my head, but there's so many similar tracks because there's a lot of 1.5 mile tracks and there's a lot of intermediate tracks. But for the most part, you want to look at tracks that are you know within that like 1.3 1.5 miles and maybe even two miles in length if you want to throw an auto club and have high tire work. So those are the similar tracks we're going to be looking at and with only 267 laps it's not like we have 400 or 500 like we would at a track like bristol so dominator points they're not super important but this is the most important dominator points have been so far this season because at daytona for the daytona 500 we don't care at all about dominator points and then for the road course there was barely any laps i want to say there was 70 total laps so wasn't a lot of dominator points. Now that we have 267, and there's a guy that could easily lead like 100 laps in this race and pick up a good chunk of fast laps and lap sled. so we're definitely going to want dominators this week, so do not disregard them like we've been doing so far all season long. They're definitely going to be important. We still like the place differential guys. We still like cheap drivers that can move up a bit, guys that can finish high that are kind of starting high. It's more tournament plays, so... Overall, similar strategy from what we've been doing, but more of a focus on dominators this week than we've had all season long. That's kind of it for the strategy. So, without further ado, let's get right into the picks for this video. All right, so getting into the picks portion of this video, we're going to start off with Kyle Larson here at $10,700. A pretty steep price tag, but I do think he's a very, very strong play starting back in 17th. Now, he's not like an elite place differential play, but again, I said I'm going to target guys that have the potential to win the race can lead laps, can pick, pick up fast laps, and Kyle Larson is definitely one of those guys. He is very, very good at Homestead Miami. Now, he didn't run here last year. He was serving a suspension. I'm not going to say why, but you can look it up yourself on Google. He just said a bad, bad word that you should not say ever. He said it on Twitch, so he got suspended last year, but now he is back, and he's in better equipment. He used to drive in the 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing, which is not horrible equipment, but now he's in the 5 car for Hendrick Motorsports, which is a top-of-the-line team in NASCAR, so I have high hopes here for Kyle Larson. He's got some of the best odds in Vegas to win this race not the best that would be Denny Hillman Kevin Harvick those guys chase Elliott but I think it's a very very strong chance Kyle Larson competes for a top five and gets up front at some point of this race his numbers are very very strong here he leads all drivers averaging 73.9 DraftKings points per race here at Homestead average finish of 12.6 which isn't great but he has one of the best average running positions of 6.7 the second best drive rating of 116.7. No wins, but three top fives, three top tens. The most laps led and the most fast laps per race. So Kyle Larson starting in 17th. You get a little bit of place difference on upside. I think he should contend for a top five here. And honestly, he could win this race. If you don't know anything about Homestead Miami... This used to be the championship race, so typically we would see the drivers that were first through fourth in the standings ride right up front the entire race and finish first through fourth for the most part. Now, it's not a given science, but it was kind of the likeliness of that race. Kyle Larson, he was never in the top four, but this is not the championship race now, so I feel like it's going to be a bit more wide open here. And Kyle Larson is definitely going to be a factor in this one. So starting in 17th, be a little bit placed or punch upside for a guy that should contend for a top five finish. I know he's a bit pricey on DraftKings. I'm not sure if I'd call him a cash game play, but I do like being overweight on him in tournaments this weekend on DK. And one thing I should mention, just if you guys want to know why Kyle Larson is so good at Homestead Miami, the way this track is built, the fastest way around the track is right by the wall. And Kyle Larson, he loves riding by the wall. He's very good at it, and he has a ton of speed here. So guys like him and Tyler Reddick, Two guys I would expect to have a very strong weekend here as long as they avoid scrubbing the wall. So Kyle Larson should be very fast on Sunday and should be a very, very strong play. All right, and the second guy I want to talk about is Denny Hamlin at 9600 bucks. He is starting in the pool, and I feel like he is grossly underpriced here, especially the performance that he put on last weekend. Now... I know starting in the pool, some of you guys might be scared because he doesn't have any place difference upside. But like I said, this track is a bit different. We're going to start focusing more on dominators. I know last week with Chase Elliott, it's a bit risky because there's only 70 laps and the road course can be a bit crazy. And at the doing 500, we definitely don't want to start guys starting up front. But at a 1.5 mile track, that is definitely a good thing to do for the most part here. Last year, Denny Hamlin, he started on the pole he absolutely crushed. Now, he actually did lead the beginning of the race. He actually lost the to lead to Joe Delgado on lap one, but Denny Hamlin, he came back strong. He finished first, won the race, had an average running position of 1.8. He had the fastest average green flag speed, and he led 137 laps out of 267. He was a big dominator in this race, and if Denny Hamlin brings the speed that he usually does at these types of tracks. It should be a very, very big day for Hammond outside of a mechanical issue where he ends up having a really crappy day and he misses the setup. But at below $10,000 for a guy that's in the best, best position to lead laps on this slate, it's going to be really hard to pass him up in any format. I mean, just looking at his numbers last season at these track types, he had the second-best average game flag speed, only behind Chase Elliott at the high-tire rare tracks, one of the best average green flag speeds at these specific track types, as kind of like the intermediate tracks. But looking at the track type form last year in 13 similar races, Denny Hamlin averaged over 52 DraftKings points per race and average finish had the top 10, tied for the most wins with Kevin Harvick at three, the most top fives tie with Kevin Harvick with seven, some of the most laps sleds, some of the most fast laps. So Denny Hamlin, I know he's sitting on the pole, which can always be a bit scary because if he happens to lose any spots, it's going to be hard to pay off that price tag unless he de- dominates a decent portion of this race, which is certainly possible. So Hamlin, I like him a lot. I feel like he's way under price. I feel like he should be kind of where Kyle Larson is, around $10,700. He was one of the best drivers last year, about a ton of speed, so Denny Hamlin, I like him a ton below 10,000 bucks. All right, so now diving into more of the mid-range here. We're going to start with Matt Benedetto at 8,800 bucks, starting all the way back in thirty-seventh. There's only 38 drivers, so the worst thing he could do is lose one spot in this race. Now, this is not a full-on place differential race, but Matty is a guy that should be a top 15 contender. Last year at similar track types, he had an average finish of 14.4, and if he just happened to hit his average of 14.4, We're talking close to 55 DraftKings points, assuming he can pick up like a fast lap or two throughout the race. So Matty D starting all the way back in the field for a guy that's in pretty good equipment. Because if we look at his numbers specifically at Homestead Miami, I think that's a bit of a waste of time because he used to be in really junk equipment. Now he's in the best equipment that he's ever had. He's in the 21 car for Wood Brothers Racing, which is pretty much a fourth Penske car. It's not quite up to par with them, but it's a pretty darn good car. So for a guy that should be a top 15 contender. I know he's a little pricey, close to 9000 bucks. I normally wouldn't want to play Matty D at nearly $9,000 when he's starting all the way back in 37th. He should be close to 50 DraftKings points as long as everything goes his way like it normally does during a race. So I like Matty D. If you're looking for a really safe option here, a guy that can just get you a ton of place differential points. Do not expect him to get up front and dominate. But if you want a nice, safe floor play with a pretty high ceiling as well, now he doesn't obviously have that kind of ceiling a guy like Denny Hamlin does at a similar price range, because Hamlin, if he ended up losing like 100-so laps and got close to 100 fast laps, he could easily score up 100 DraftKings points. Matty D's kind of capped at around 50 to 60 points, but the floor is very, very nice for Matty D this weekend. And I think that makes him a pretty strong cash candidate. All right, now this next guy, he's going to be very, very popular this weekend. When I saw the pricing on Tyler Reddick, I was like, DraftKings, what are you doing? He's going to be so high on this weekend. I mean, he should be the highest-owned driver on the slate because it's going to be very hard to pass him up, but it's Tyler Reddick. $8,500, and he's starting all the way back in 35th. Now, this isn't a big-name driver, but he's a very talented driver, and as a rookie last year, he absolutely crushed Homestead, Miami. Now, that's not a surprising thing, because he was very good there in the Xfinity series, and I was talking about Kyle Larson earlier. I mentioned that he's a very good wall rider like Tyler Reddick, so now we're talking about Tyler Reddick. He's a guy that's very good at riding the wall. He did that in the race last year. I think it was in June, And he had a absolutely fantastic night. He was one of the best cars in the entire field. And that's saying a lot because the guy's a rookie, making his first cup start at Homestead, and his equipment's not that great either. He's in the eight car. It's not like he's at Hendrick Motorsports, Stuart Haas, Team Penske, Joe Gibbs, whatever. He's in the eight car, Richard Childress Racing. Not the obvious, obviously not the worst team in the world, but it's definitely not that up to par with those teams. But Tyler Reddick absolutely crushed. He finished in fourth place, had 85 DraftKings points. I want to say he started in 24th place during that race. He had an average running position of 3.9, so he didn't get lucky with a fourth-place finish. The guy was had a legit chance of winning that race. He was that good, had a driver rating of 115.5, only had three laps led, but he had 48 fast laps, which was more than anybody else. He was that fast, and I think he's a fantastic player. He has a year of experience in the Cup Series at this track. And he's going to be ready, man. This is his track. I would not be surprised if be contends for a top 10. I want to say he's a favorite on draft. He's not to finish inside the top 10. At $8,500 starting in 35th, I would be surprised if Reddick does not hit 60 points here. And that's a steal at only $8,500. So he's a cash game staple for me. He's an elite play in all formats. And I assume he's going to be the highest owned play on the slate. Now, a little funny thing about Tyler Reddick last year at Homestead. He actually thought the second to last lap was the end of the race. So when they waved the white flag, he thought it was the end of the race for some reason. I want to say it's because of the way that Spotter was talking to him. He said he had a, he had a great day or whatever. And Tyler Reddick was like, thank you guys. it is thanks to his team teammates and whatnot. But, or his crewmates, I should say. And he ended up slowing down and almost came to a complete stop. when the race was still going. But ended up having, you know, he still finished fourth and had a very strong day. So a little mess up there for Tyler Reddick. A rookie mistake. Hopefully that won't happen once again. But I'm liking Reddick a ton. This track fits him perfect. And he's elite play in all formats on Sunday. Alright, so getting into Austin Dillon here, at 7700 bucks starting in 22nd. I feel like he's going to be a bit overlooked this week, which I feel like is going to be a mistake, because he's sandwiched in between a ton of good place differential plays. We're talking William Byron, Matty D, Tyler Reddick, those guys in the upper 8K range, and Byron's right at $9,100. Then right below Austin Dillon in the uh, lower 7K range, we have Ross Chastain starting at 32nd. Then you have Chase Briscoe starting 30th. So people are popping in a flock to those guys more so than playing Austin Dillon right in the middle there plus starting in 22nd, it doesn't look as good as the guy starting in the 30s, because when you see that three right beside a driver, that's pretty good, it's really enticing to play those guys, but Austin Dillon, he's a guy I really like in tournaments, now I'm not sure I'd really go there in cash games, but in tournaments, I think he's a very strong play, because this guy was a top 10 machine last year at the 1.5, he actually had a win last year at Texas, got a bit lucky, but still held his own at the very end, and had a very strong race, but He actually finished 7th here at Homestead last year, but looking at the numbers, an average finish of 12.7, which is kind of right on par with his running position of 13th. Good drive rating, had a win, like I mentioned, 2 top 5s, 4 top 10s, 8 top 15s. The guy was a, I said a top 10 machine, I should have said a top 15 machine, but for the most part, the guy was kind of in that 7th to 15th place range for the most part all year long at the 1.5s, which is good enough for me at his price point. I mean, I feel like he's going to go a bit overlooked, so like I said, he's more of a tournament play for me, but... Austin Dillon someone I trust at the 1.5. So, looking at his finishes the past three years at Homestead, a 7th place finish, an 8th place finish, and an 11th place finish. Those are pretty strong for a guys in the 7K range. So, Dillon, I know he doesn't offer us a ton of place to French upside, which makes him a bit riskier. I do like being overweight on him in tournaments this weekend. All right, guys. So I got to be honest. I don't like any of the cheap options this week. Now, we're going to be forced to play them. But I will say I don't have a strong lean on any of these guys. But I do want to talk about one value guy because I can't give you guys a bunch of expensive drivers and then just leave you hanging with that. So Anthony Alfredo at $5,500. I don't love it. He's a rookie making his first cup start here at homestead Miami, starting in twenty seventh. That's really the only nice thing I can say, but Alfredo is that he is starting twenty seventh, so I feel like he could at least hold his position, maybe move up a couple of spots, which is not that bad at fifty five hundred bucks. Now he's driving for John Hunter Nemechek in the car that he was in last year. John Hunter Nemechek did not have a bad couple of races at the high wear tracks. Not saying it was anything amazing, but they weren't that bad. And Front Row Motorsports kind of took a step forward last year. We know Michael McDowell had a pretty solid season last year. I would say it's the best season of the career. Had a decent finish here last season as well. Not expecting a lot of Anthony Alfredo, but you don't need a lot at 5500 bucks. You just kind of got to hope that he doesn't wreck out. Because if he doesn't wreck out, I don't think he's going to absolutely sink your lineup. And if you nail your dominators, know your place differential plays, hopefully it won't come down to your cheap guy ruining your lineup. So Anthony Alfredo, I wouldn't say it's even a super safe floor, but starting 27th, For a guy that I feel like can finish anywhere from 25th to 30th, maybe some upside there. He does have a couple of starts in the Xfinity series. Wasn't absolutely horrendous, but I wouldn't say he was top tier either. It's not that bad given the price tag. So if you have to get down this low, which you're probably going to have to in some lineups this weekend, I know you can build some pretty even lineups, which does look like a good way to go. I don't hate Anthony Alfredo. I do want to mention Quinn Half. He's starting 38th, which is dead last. He cannot lose you spots. Last year, an average running position close to 30th place. I know that's not it's exciting, but if you can gain a couple of spots, that's not that bad either. So keep Quinn Huff on your radar as well. You could also throw in Corey Joy, but Anthony Alfredo is the guy I'm going to single out right here because I feel like he might have the most upside if things happen to go his way on Sunday. Alright, so before we get out of here, I want to shift from the FS portion of this video to the betting portion of this video. So, just sub- looking at some of my favorite bets that I was glancing at the DraftKings Sportsbook, one number that really stood out to me was Ryan Blinney's chances to win at being plus 1600. I know this isn't necessarily his best track, but Ryan Blinney in my power rankings was the best 1.5 mile track driver last year. The guy was absolutely phenomenal. Now more so at the lower tire wear tracks, but still at Homestead, he was one of the best drivers in the field, he led 70 laps in that race, had an average running position of third, he finished third in that race right above Tyler Reddick, he had 70 laps led, 27 fast laps, and the second best average driver rating right below Denny Hamlin, so Ryan Blaney for a guy at plus 1600 that does have a very solid chance of winning this race, was the best driver at these track types last season, I definitely don't mind taking a stab at him at plus 1,600 odds. He had the best average green flag speed last year, which is something I rely on since we no longer have practice these days. Average green flag speed at similar track types is something that I was really looking into last season. And Ryan Blaney, he is tops of the charts in most categories at these track types. So at plus 1,600 odds, I definitely like getting Ryan Blaney there. Also has some good odds getting a, a top three as well. Then more of a long shot, Tyler Reddick to win at plus 2,200. Do I really think he's going to win? Probably not, but the chance is definitely there, and getting odds at plus 2200, I think is good enough for me to take a, st- take a stab at it, I mean, if he gets lucky on pit strategy at the end of the race, or just happens to have a super fast car like he did last year. If you want to take a shot at a top three, which is probably more likely than getting a win for Tyler Reddick, I don't hate that either, but at plus 2200 for a win for Tyler Reddick, like I mentioned, the guy... Pretty much had the best car in the field right behind Denny Hamlin. I guess you could say he's right behind Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, but the guy was amazing. He started back in the pack in 24th, finished fourth, running position inside the top four, led only three laps, but had the most fast laps at 48. The second most was actually... Denny Hamlin, who was the race winner at 31 laps or 31 fast laps. So, yeah, I like Tyler Reddick a lot here. Yeah, I don't mind those odds at Tyler Reddick at all. Now, it's going to be a popular bet. I know he was a little bit further back. The odds were a little bit better a few days ago. Now, they're up a little bit because people are betting on that. But still, plus 2,200 for a guy that was so good last year. And it's the track type that fits him perfect. I don't mind taking a shot on it. Then Christopher Bell to top three. It's plus 700. I don't mind even taking a stab at him winning the race. You actually get even better odds than Tyler Reddick. But Christopher Bell... He was the race winner last week. Now, I know it's a road course, which doesn't really translate to this race. But Eric Jones, who is who's the driver of the 20 car, which is what Christopher Bell is in now, Eric Jones was very good at home city. He was good at the high tire wear tracks. And Christopher Bell is a very, very talented driver. It's why Gibbs gave him the job over Eric Jones. So they obviously believe in Christopher Bell. And the guy is in really good equipment. This is the best equipment he's ever been in. And last year at this track, he started way back in the pack, similar to what Tyler Reddick's doing this week. He started in the mid-30s. I want to say it was 36th or 35th, but he actually finished eighth in this race. He had a top 10 finish, and that was in the 95 car, which is definitely not up to par to the 20 car here. So for Christopher Bell, he is starting third in this race. If he can just hold his position and finish inside the top five, or obviously we need him to get in top three, but I think he can be in the top five the majority of this race. If he can squeak out a top three, I definitely think that's possible in the equipment that he's in these days. So I think you're getting good odds there, especially for a guy that's in a really good ride this season. But yeah, with that being said, guys, I think that's going to be it for the video. So I appreciate you watching. And if you like what you saw and you found it helpful, make sure you leave a like and leave your comments down below. Ask Sal any questions that you have or me. If I see them, I'll be happy to answer them. Leave any feedback. It is definitely welcome. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out all the awesome content that is posted on this channel. Hit that notification bell as well so you get notified whenever that awesome content happens to come out and don't forget to check out the sponsor of the show super Draft. you can get free money up to five hundred dollars using code sal make sure you use the link down in the description below and tell them that we sent you to get free money up to five hundred dollars but yeah that's gonna be it guys i will see you in the next video next week if you want to follow me over on twitter chris 16 i'll have my own breakdown on my own channel if you want to check that out as well and i got some other stuff too if you want to check me out but give me a follow Give me a subscribe, whatever you guys want to do. And I'll see you guys in the next video next week.